Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hey. Doug just finished up Remnant from the Ashes. Yeah, it's so generic. What a generic title. It's, and see, okay, so <laughs> it is. And this is one of those games, and we talked about it when I talked about Get Even a couple months ago. Yeah. This is one of those games, I think, to you, where you just saw it, and you're like, I want to play that. And yeah. here we are, like, whenever later, and you're like, oh, I'll get to it eventually, I'll get to it eventually, I'll get to it eventually, yeah. I'll get to it eventually. And then you finally get to it. Yes. Well, it came out free on Epic Game Store. That's how I finally got to it. <laughs> so... I gave this game a try yeah. in a similar manner uh, on Xbox Game Pass yeah. a couple months back because yeah. Doug kept saying, like, you got to try it. Tell me if it's good. Tell me if it's good. Tell me if it's good. Tell me if it's yeah, good. Yeah, because I, okay, fine, I had understood it as like a Dark Souls-y shooter thing. I didn't tell you it was a Dark Souls-y thing. I was just like, I the shooting was good, <laughs> so let's see how far Brad gets into this before he turns it off. <laughs> so to start with my brief impressions, he said, play it, play it, play it, play it. So I did at like 11 o'clock at night. I was just like, all right, whatever. I'll throw it on for an hour or two. Sure. Played it and... I think I just texted you, don't play this, it's super boring. (laughs) (laughs) And I just just remember, all I did for like an hour or two was just walk around this building while they told me things were horrible, like flipping switches to turn power on and checking garbage trucks or something i don't even remember you're, you're it was turning like, on a reactor it's very very generic video games stuff. yes 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 it felt super generic just like i'm like flip this switch okay now go turn that on make sure the bridge is up yeah. make sure so and so has their gun yeah and it's just that and then i got outside and was like okay this just i'm, I'm not interested i can't yeah. it's this i've seen this a hundred times before yeah whatever and i stopped and said doug don't play this and it is so funny because I think that is a totally correct impression to have of this game to start. <laughs> <laughs> this game does uh, d- buries the lead way, way, way too deep. Um, it is a game that um, I will say definitely starts generic and it starts dropping little hints that, wait a second, this is not what I thought this game was. Wait a second. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, shit. and by the end, it's an entirely different game. with This super, super cool universe. I feel like I do need to, to um, kind of spoil like some stuff near the very beginning. Um, so, so you're right. It is. It starts. You are in a generic post-apocalypse wasteland. You'll notice the shooting is super good. It's really fun. It's super awesome. I love how. I, I do think it. I told you that that I felt yeah. good. It feels I amazing. It feeling good. It feels amazing. The guy who did it did the Dark Siders two combat. Um, so. Anyway, so basically it's this post-apocalyptic world. Um, I would say the only thing that's not generic at first is that instead of zombies, there are all these creatures that are based on this thing called the root, quote-unquote the root. Yep. And um, so it's all these sort of plant-based zombie monsters and stuff, which is all not very exciting. So so anyway, you pick up this – there's an item that you get really early on called the key card. And it opens up someplace in your main base. And I was like, okay, sure. At this point, I was like, okay, I've seen post-apocalyptic games, da 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 and you go in this thing, and it's one of those generic labs you see, and like a bunch, you go into computers, and like you start reading stuff about these computers. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm going to spoil the stuff that's kind of interesting. So I was just expecting it's like, oh, we're experimenting on humans, blah 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 blah. But they start talking about this concept called the Dreamers, and this is what this whole universe is sort of based on. It's um, what it is is you, they had a group of people, and what they would do, they would put them to sleep to dream. And they would dream and then transport their minds into a parallel universe and um, then hook their brains into like uh, kind of like Avatar, I guess is probably the easiest way to say it, like into another (laughs) creature from that universe. But what is, Uh so you're reading these these things and it's talking about all these different universes. Like there's a universe of these fuzzy creatures they call the fuzzies. 
Um, there's this universe that's all ice. There's this universe that's like, they just say it's an organic planet. And like, when you walk around, it's like, it's like human skin or something like that. It's like really strange. I was just like, what, what is this game actually about? Um, so what the game, so what the game kind of is, it's a post-apocalyptic game at first, but really what it's like, it's really similar to Stargate. Cause you actually start going to these different universes. Um, you start cool. seeing different things and it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, to talk about without spoiling, but there's a part in the game when suddenly it shifts, like a really, really hard shift. There's a very, very cool scene that I don't want to spoil. When it suddenly shifts from this kind of generic shooter, open world, you know, um, post-apocalyptic game and just to an entirely different game. Uh, and it opens up all these universes. And suddenly by the end of the game, I was summoning monsters. I was shooting at guns that was shooting bones out of it. I was wearing a mask that was driving my character mad. And... Um, <laughs> And then, like, it's not like I'm just shooting zombies anymore. I'm shooting snakes that look like centipedes. I'm shooting elves. I'm shooting fauna. Like, uh, sorry, no, I'm shooting fawns. And, like, all these sort of cool creatures. And I, it's it, the thing that's cool is just the game keeps changing as it went along. And that's why I kept wanting to play and play and play because I was so excited to see the next area, the next monster, the next thing. Like, I feel like all of the monster designs was something I'd never seen before. Um, that's cool. There's, a, there's, like, a zone that's very similar to it's like a Stargate fans ripoff thing. <laughs> but <laughs> every time you go to two zo- into a new zone, it's um, there's like two competing factions or su- tor- two f- the competing universes at play. So there's this one I was going to, it's kind of like generic. Well, not generic. It's kind of like HR Geiger meets Stargate. But in that same universe, there's also zombies with hornets with like hornet nest heads that are spitting out radioactive bees. And then there's also mummies running around. It is so okay. fucking cool. <laughs> See, now this is the issue because yeah. in my mind, when I stopped playing this, having done exactly zero research on this sure. game, just going, Doug said play it, downloading it on Game Pass and playing it. Yeah. If you were to describe that and give me a thousand guesses of which video game you're talking about, I never in a million years would have guessed it was this game because that yeah. opening just feels so go kill the zombies. Sure. Yeah, no, it, it does. It's it's super boring. It's not great. Like I say, the opening is not great. <laughs> the opening is like, but I think it's purposely boring because it's one of those things that I always felt. I, I this is kind of like a dumb thing, and maybe it's an excuse for other games. But I always feel like boring sections of games make the crazier sections more interesting as a result. I think Shadow of the Colossus is kind of like the epitome of this. Like it's boring mm. running between Colossi, and mm. then when you get to the Colossi, just give me a sec. When you get to the Colossi, it's a big point. But let's okay. The difference here. Is that you only have to go through that that walking running through that field one time, which is the opening, and then as yeah. soon as you meet the first colossus, then it turns into an t- entirely different game. Um, and I think it's really cool. It's like it's it's not just a. I think the one thing I thought was like, oh, it's a Dark Souls game. It's like, well, yeah. it's actually more a Diablo game that uses the Dark Souls. It's kind of like Dark Siders, where it's like it keeps pulling all these interesting things and kind of mixing them together. And it's a kind of neat little ball okay, yeah. of like weird different concepts. So it's like a Diablo game through the lens of a Dark Souls game through the lens of that fun Darksiders lore. Um, That's cool. It is amazing. It is, it is so fun. Um, and I think that, I think the thing that's like really cool, like one of the things I really love about the game is, so I'm going to talk about the gameplay. Like I think the world is really exciting, um, but the gameplay that's really cool is you don't really collect a lot of like weapons. You don't collect a lot of armor, but you collect a lot of weapons and skills. And so what you're doing is you're swapping out skills, which is basically like your kind of like your special power. Um, but like, how do, how do I explain this? 
So for example, when I'm running around the field, I'm saying they're summoning a bunch of monsters. And when I get to a boss, it's like, actually summoning a bunch of monsters isn't working here. Let me swap out all of my skills. So now I'm playing totally differently now because all my skills are different and mm -hmm. to just to fight this boss. And it was really cool because I kept swapping different skills. So I was finding like, oh, when I played this way in this area, it's super effective. But now this way I've been playing the game isn't effective in this other area. So, uh, so you're like swapping skills. And the thing, that, so the reason I kept playing and playing and playing is because like every time I got to a new area, I had to swap out how I was playing the game. So it's the gameplay is constantly changing. So, so it's, it's kind of like, it's not, it's not a puzzle game per se, but it is like, I'm constantly swapping out how I play a game to, to go along. So I feel like, I, at like I, I feel like there's some games where it's like, this is how you play the game and you play this game through the entire game. And this one, it's like, yeah. I kept playing differently as I kept going through the game. And that's what kept my interest is I have to keep playing the game differently. So when you say that, are you saying like tactics wise, are you saying, so like when you're switching out these skills and everything, is it like switching out like, I guess, materia and like Final Fantasy seven, where you're basically just changing like the stat and what your character can do, like you're playing more aggressive, more defensive, or is it like completely like I'm doing something brand new? It's like I'm doing something brand new. I'll give you an example of the thing I don't like. Um, I have to fight a fire. <laughs> also, no, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I think I don't like in like RPGs. I need to fight a fire boss. So I got to load up on all my fire fire resistant armor and then yep. equipped a ice spell or something like that. Yeah. But I'll give you an example of one of the later bosses I was playing. Um, and what was happening is I had brought in my summon animals. Like, I'm going to kill this boss. But the but the boss was kind of up in the air. My summon animals weren't doing anything. So I died. I was like, well, shit. That's okay, the yeah. thing I've been doing the entire time. Um. But I noticed that the way it was attacking, it's like it had these projectiles. I was having a lot of time, a really hard time dodging. So I got a mm -hmm. skill that created a protective bubble around me. And all of a sudden, now the now those projectiles aren't an issue. And okay. so th there's a part where like it would kind of fall down on the ground. And I was like, oh, well, now I can actually send my summon things after it. Or maybe I can actually put on like a stat, like a status effect on it or something like that. So I need a skill that will put a status effect on when it falls down. So it's kind of like it's a puzzle. It's kind of like a puzzly aspect to it of like, of not just so like more like changing. Force. It's almost more like changing classes. Yes. Essentially. Like yes. You go. So you're, you're going from like the, the tank to like, okay, maybe now I'm playing more range. Now I'm doing more defensive, whatever it might be. You're kind of bouncing between classes as you go through each one of these worlds. Yeah. And you're picking from like a library of skills to do that. So it's like, you're picking how from a toolbox. Yeah. How many skills can you have at once? Cause it sounds like that's like only two. Okay, so like, for, so in the instance you gave, you have like your bubble shield and yeah. your summon monsters. Yeah, and you you equip into the gun, so you have two guns, and I can equip a skill to each gun, sort of thing. Oh, okay, so you okay? Yeah, huh. it's kind of cool when you get like special guns and stuff. Like sometimes the special guns comes with a special skill in it that's only associated with that gun. You can't take it off. Um, and sometimes those special weapons are really they're they're kind of like very specific situations, but sometimes they're just super fun to play with kind of thing. It seemed like every gun had some sort of fun utility. And by the end of the game, the game actually got easier as I went along because I felt like every single skill I was getting was just more powerful than next, or some way I could kind of like cheese it in a certain way, or I yeah. could cheese my equipment in a certain way to give me like super criticals all the time, all the time, all the time. It's called it's the stuff that I feel like takes a hundred hours to do in Diablo. And mm -hmm. you can do it in 10 hours here. It just gets you to the best <laughs> part. Like it just gets you to that. Nice. If you play with these things, you max out your character in this one aspect of just doing critical damage or just doing spell damage or just doing this or just doing that. So did you find like having like outside of bosses, is there just like a main one you would go? Or is it one of those games where like every time you get it, that one 
is more powerful because I guess there's, you know what I mean? Like there's some games I'm thinking where that first gun and skill that you have by the time you get five hours in is completely worthless. I fought the final boss with the first two guns I got in the game. Did you use them the whole time in between? No. Or you like went back to them? No, I found, I found. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And it's really funny because like sometimes the gun like I started with, it would be like, like there's this one gun I had, it's just called a coach gun. It was kind of like a a mid-range shotgun. And I love that gun. And I was using it and using it and using it. And then like halfway through the game, I got a gun that's just more fun to play. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's, but it took a lot of convincing for me to swap guns. But then I found out the coach gun for specific situations was more useful. So you're not just yeah. tossing guns aside. Like you are kind of like every situation you're figuring out like what the best one to use is. And all the enemies are super fun to fight and they're super weird. It's not just like fighting generic guys with guns. They're all doing kind of weird, crazy shit. So it's just, it's just a fun game. I would just say it's just constantly surprising me, both from a gameplay aspect, from a story aspect, from a universe aspect. The only thing I don't like is the ending is not finished at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, so peaks in the middle is what I'm hearing here. Bad beginning, bad ending. Yes. Great middle. Good. <laughs> it's a 10 hour First. game. It's got a good nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if you... Nine out of ten hours is pretty good odds for most games, I think. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a super cool game. I think it's like one of those super underrated games. It kept reminding me of Darksiders, of just like this game I had very middling expectations going into and just like everything yeah. about it I love. Um, it's not perfect. Those are always good ones. I just want to have its Darksiders 2 moment. <laughs> like where I went for Darksiders 1, I need a Remnant 2 because like, there's a lot of stuff to fix. But it's just <laughs> a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we'll see you later. Bye.